Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jumbo Zika, 1480 WHBC. Welcome back into the show here. So recently in the state of Ohio, there has been a bill that has been making its way through the state house and a lot of controversy surrounding this bill. It is a GOP voter bill, as it would be called by most that are on, um, I guess, one side of the aisle and to those that have supported it, meaning those in the Republican Party, they would simply call it a voter bill to try to make elections in their mind fairer and safer. Now, as I said, this has been met with tons of opposition. Why has it been met with so much opposition, and why did it actually cause multiple members of the State House to step out of assembly last week? We go to the phone line. We bring in State Representative Stephanie Howes to the program. State Representative, how are you this morning? Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that, and uh, glad to have you on the show. And and as I said, I know that this bill is, um, I think, controversial, to put it best. Uh, I, I know that maybe it's not getting the national attention that the bill did in Georgia, but I know that if you start to look at some comparisons, there are some comparable things when you put them side by side. Uh, we'll start first with last week at Assembly. What caused you and, and some of the other members of the State House to actually step out and leave when you guys did? Um, so this is one of the things when you look at people changing the rules, just midway through it, you know, we had a, a, a standard that we were told that all members would be able to ask as many questions as they had of the uh, sponsors of the bill. And then when we get into the, the dialogue with the sponsors, um, you know, the, the chairman, you know, impromptu said, oh, no, last question, and that, you know, we would be cutting the committee short. And so that really prompted uh, members of the Ohio House Democratic Caucus to leave committee because, again, if we are not going to create an environment where we can have full dialogue um, on an issue that is fundamental um, and it is a fundamental right um, of every Ohioan, then, you know, we, we, we have to we, – we need to reset and, and – uh, go back to the drawing board uh, because this is just not the way that democracy should be carried out um, regardless um, if you agree with someone's a position or if you oppose it. This is a time that we need to to have things on record and engage in dialogue. State Representative, I, I had um, State Representative Bride Sweeney on last week, and, and I know she spoke to, to many of these things as well, but I'll, I'll ask you the same question I asked her. Why do you believe that your colleagues on the other side of the aisle have decided to release a bill like this and sponsor something like this at this time when there is really no notion that there was any type of election fraud of any sort in Ohio. Why do you think this is happening? Well, I, I mean, again, I, well, you know, there have been conversations to places like Cleveland, Republicans aren't doing well in Cleveland. So again, whatever they can do to, 
silence the voice of individuals who don't agree with them. That's what they are doing. And so that's why I believe they are putting this forward. Uh, because they don't want to hear from people, you know, or they don't want people to participate in um, their people's constitutional right to vote um, because they don't like the way we vote. And so if there's any increase of that, they feel like it will be um, it, it will be a harm to their power in controlling the state. And they will take every effort and every Thing they have in their tool bed to, to silence, silence this vote, and that's what House Bill 294 is. Opposed to releasing something and passing something like a House Bill 294, what would you like to see happen? State Representative Stephanie House, what would you like to see you know, work through the House? You know, see, this is one of the things. I think, you know, we think about our, our country's history in voting. There are plenty of opportunities to actually begin to look at policies that censor the people who have actually had the most trouble and participation and exclusion in that, right? So when you look at, you know, ways that we can um, making sure that, you know, the different, you know, forms of identification, how can we do it in a sinless way that it's not overburdensome to people? We should automatically do, you know, people talk about automatic registration. You know, that is something because many of us are already connected to government systems with our state and if you have that that checks and balances system, give people the opportunity to have that access, right? You know, again, when you look at there are opportunities, even about the whole idea of uh, polling locations, you know, there are people talk about, you know, you could go to an ATM and get money from anywhere, right? As long as you have a debit card, why can't we have a system that that's really just looks to make sure that voting is accessible to people, right? It's accessible, you know, and that there's no unnecessary um, burdens and barriers put in people's way. Um, and, and and this is not what House Bill 294 does. It is very unfortunate, you know, and I think they, you know, the um, GOP missed a real opportunity to really uh, demonstrate to people, specifically communities that have been uh, intentionally cut out of the voting process, uh, what does that look like? You know, we have a whole homeless population, right? What does it look like for someone who is homeless to vote? You see what I'm saying? How can we lift that up and better support them? There, there's just a, a myriad of, of things, you know, um, that we could do if we would take a step back and listen to people who really haven't been participating at the levels that we would want them to. Well, and I know that that's the, the question every time that we come around every couple of years, every four years, every two years, whatever it may be, whenever there's something on a ballot, it's always how do we get more people to get out and vote? And it seems like every time there's an opportunity to have that discussion, the discussion quickly becomes, well, what do we do to almost restrict people's rights to vote? And and it seems like that just that defeats the purpose of everyone always saying for everyone to go out and vote because it, it 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 hamstrings the people that already have those problems. It absolutely does, and that's one of the things right now. Even you know this is you know with during a global pandemic, you know the November elections that went off, you know again coming from Republicans, the, the Republican Secretary of State who indicated this is the safe Ohio is the model for the nation. Um, even being the model of the nation, as they like to say, we still don't have uh, the one of the highest uh, voter participations in the state. We're actually in the middle. I think we're around 21 uh, right now. So we're, we're actually not at the top. And so that just means we have 
more room to grow to create uh, better processes for Ohioans to, to vote and to actually participate in this system. And so this bill will only undermine and undercut that goal, right, if that truly is the goal. But I really don't think that having more people participate in the voting process is the goal of those who are leading the Republicans that are leading the state. It's just, it's just not, because they don't believe it'll be in their favor. And so they'll do what they can to silence people vote and erode the freedom to vote um, here in the state. And that's what this bill is doing. State Representative Stephanie House is my guest. State Representative, we always have the question asked of uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, and, and we hear the question asked of, of those even at the national level saying, in their mind, what leads to a successful election? And the thing that I think we typically hear is, well, it was safe, there was no fraud, so on and so forth, your, your typical answers. If someone was to ask you that question of what a successful election looks like to you, what would that be? For me, a successful um, election is looking at full participation of Ohio citizens, specifically in, for groups who have been intentionally and systematically cut out. When you have full participation for everyone, but especially for those that have been systematically and intentionally cut out, that is what a successful election looks like. And here, unfortunately, here today, we can't say that in Ohio, right? Groups that have been cut out, they are having full participation. Overall, we're not having full participation. And until we can get to that point, um, we can't say, oh, we're having a successful election. Well, and, and, and I think that oftentimes we, we look at the results and people say, oh, well, if my ticket that I wanted to win won, then it is a successful election. But regardless of who wins, a successful election, as you said, is the most people that turn out. Why do you think there's always that feeling that people want to restrict that voter turnout? What is the reason that we constantly see that? We see the reasons where people put up these little weird things that allow people to not be able to get out early or get out, you know, at a certain time. Why do you think we always see those little restrictions? Well, again, because I just don't believe uh, many people and those who, who are leading um, this state at the time, which is the Republican Party, I don't believe they think that they can, you know, truly win with uh, full participation. I just don't think they do. And so, you know, they have a mindset where we're going to limit, we're going to put up barriers, and that's the only way our path to victory. And so that's what they consistently do. Wow. You know, and you look at things, you know, on those who are of lower means, right? When you look at, you know, the social economics, you know, those who are maybe less resourced, right? What does it look like? We, we just never centered things on people who have the most challenges. It's always, oh, my life is good. You know, with many Republicans, my life is good, so everybody should live this way, and so I'm going to create the rules around what's comfortable for me. And that's just not how a government should work. You should be looking for the opportunities for the least of us. And this is even bringing in for people of faith. You know, it's, it's, it's how we treat those that, you know, don't have everything, can't pick up the phone and call, call a governor or a secretary of state. What about them and how do we create opportunities for them to participate, you know, in what we should say is the Ohio province, where people can live their dreams here in this state? You know, government should facilitate that, not restrict it. 
Well, and the government that represents you should also look like the people that live in that district. And, and oftentimes that goes lost in the shuffle as well. State Representative uh, Stephanie House, I always appreciate the time and I look forward to keeping this discussion going in the future. Thanks for your time this morning and uh, we'll do this again soon. All right. Thank you so much, John.